We had a collaboration with some Chinese, com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Wow, this is a huge look at they go forever. This is by Atchison outside of Edmonton, heading to Calgary, January 23rd, 2022, convoy. More than trucks, lots of cars and trucks. Very impressive. Goes on forever. minority
fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. And just hang out with friends and family, go to the beach. Go. I'm just going to go have fun, truckers, and thank you all. Thank you, truckers. Hi, my name is Gabriel. I'm from Manitoba. I'm turning 13 year, years old tomorrow, and I just wanted to to say best birthday gift ever having you guys fighting for us i am so glad for you truckers you rock hi my name is matthew i'm 12 years old and i'm from alberta and i just want to say you guys are awesome keep on trucking good night truckers thank you to see canada truckers i got a little guy here that wants to say something to the truckers yes uh thank you truckers Hello, I'm Kalia. I'm 10 years old. I come from Manitoba. I just wanted to thank you guys for what you did. I'm praying for you. I love you guys. Hi, my name is AJ, and I'm 8 years old, and I would just like to say thank you for all you guys do. My mom always says, um, you got it, a truck brought it. Thank you, truckers, for standing up for us. And I am 80 years old. And thank you for anything you do. I'm Austin and the Mac Mine, and we're glad you're doing those, put up the truck seat. And I grab I the one drum handle, and I, I really love you when you're doing it. Thank you for fighting for my freedom. Good night. Thank you, truckers. Thank you, truckers, for being our heroes. This is Shiana from Pincher Creek, Alberta. We love you. I work at a daycare, and I have a five-year-old son. You're doing more than giving us back our freedom. You're giving the children back their childhood. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hi, my name is Clara from Drum Heller, and have a nice drive. God bless you. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Dustin. I've been nursing for 12 years. 
Uh, I just wanted to reach out to everyone that is involved in this motion uh, and just honestly say bravo. Um, I'm really proud of you guys. It's really proud. I'm really proud to see Canadians all standing together and sticking up for what they believe in. Um, I've never seen a country so divided and torn uh, between vax, not vax, mass, not mass. Um, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, being in the medical field, I can tell you there are thousands of us that stand behind you guys 110%, uh, despite what the media is trying to say. Um, I personally am triple vaccinated, um, and that is honestly against my will. I, w I would have not gotten vaccinated. Um, unfortunately, I was mandated to get vaccinated if I wanted to continue feeding my family. Um, multiple times I was told, you know, get the vaccination or find something else to do. And for a lot of us, that was not feasible. So I'm really, really proud uh, to see everybody standing up um, against the government and what they're trying to uh, regulate um, and mandate people to do. Um, it's, it's really sad, uh, but I just want to say thank you so much. Like I said, um, I stand behind you guys 110% and there's thousands of nurses like me who are 110% behind you guys all the way. So keep doing a great job. Um, thank you. You see Trudeau, there's something you're going to figure out. It's people like me in this industry that feed you, bring you fuel, everything you take for granted. Well, I'm going to tell you something. We run this country, not you. Without us, this place don't move. And when everybody in all these cities is starving because we refuse to move, guess what? They'll no longer be on your side. So the truckers are kind of like that uncle that doesn't say much. He stays quiet in the background. But when he speaks, people listen. That's what you're dealing with right now. We've had enough. You're not playing this game no more. This ain't a game. This isn't just our lives. This is everybody in Canada's lives. And you're nothing but a drama teacher. Go back to it. Go to some country you paid off, man. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. You said, you, you said it's important for the government to hear. You said it's, it's crucial that you listen. Canada today on the 28th day of January, the year of our Lord 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? And what did you think of that presentation? Uh, yeah, I'm healthy and alive. And uh, uh, yeah, that presentation, well, it was fun, wasn't it? I think it was fun. Uh, at the same time, I mean, I, it's a little touching, you know, I got choked up from the, when I heard the kids, you know, I, I, that was, that was, that was touching. That was touching. I, I like that. Yeah. Honestly, 
that's who they're doing it for, in my exactly. opinion. Is, exactly. is you're doing it for them so that they have a future. Because as it stands, if these crazy things happen, continue, they won't have a future. I would argue they don't have a present with all of the craziness that's that's going on. Yeah, that's a good point. Because even in schools, they're required to wear masks and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um uh, that, that's a fair point. But you see, Bruce, I, I think we're misunderstanding all of this. We're, we're misunderstanding because this is a small fringe group of people that hold unacceptable views. Yeah, um, that's actually a, a good um, unacceptable views. That's something that's really important to note um, because that is the beginning rhetoric, um, if you will, to try to target these people, uh, to try to shift the narrative to... Uh, target anyone that has a, a dissenting view. They don't um, have the numbers. I don't though. think it's going to work. No, yeah, exactly. They don't have. The I, I don't think it's going to work. Then again, uh, let me let me play devil's advocate a bit here. Do they need the numbers if they can get the companies to jump on board with the ESGs, the the uh, social credit, and the companies require you to have those social credit things before you can do business with them? Does it matter if it all, the rest of the well, population is on board? It's it goes back and forth here because we were talking yesterday about the people that are that are sitting in like the restaurants and the cafes and stuff, the ones that are watching the world go by in front of them. The, those people, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this, those people, if you have that kind of attitude, you're not going to make it through this. You're just not going to. I'm sorry. Um, I hate to sound um, hate to sound cold hearted uh, and harsh, but let's be fair. The fact that they conformed and they didn't push back, they didn't hold the line, they didn't stand for something because they went along with what they thought was going to keep them safe and, and keep their family safe and keep their wealth safe and, and all the rest of it. They thought by going along, taking the easy route, the conforming route, that it was going to get them out of it, when in fact, it's enslaved them. And so let's be fair here. The people that are sitting in those restaurants and watching the world go by, they're the reasons the people outside of those restaurants can't go in them. If the data we're looking at holds true, then quite frankly, they're on self-destruct. You see, the people that are in positions of authority, shall we say, uh, at least the ones that think they're in positions of authority, I'll put it that way, uh, after hearing uh, what that young man said, that young truck driver said about, you don't run this country, Trudeau, we do. He's right. He doesn't run that country. The truckers do, especially in Canada. Uh, truckers are the lifeblood of Canada, not well, just well, hell of any nation, quite frankly. How do you think something gets from a port to your front door? How do you think it gets there? Hopes and dreams? You think somebody drives a car and, and delivers it? No, it comes on a truck. Yeah, that that's actually um, uh, I'll, I'll push back on one of the thing, one of the um, clips in there. The nurse, um, uh -huh. as the trucker said, that that is essentially that's the lifeblood to our logistic system. That's a lifeblood to our entire civilization right now, or as we know it. I'm going to push back against the nurse, though, and saying we had no other choice. I'm sorry. You always have a choice. Even when they hold, they're holding a gun to your head, you have a choice still. And, you know, I hope in that situation I can make the right decision, even myself in that scenario. Pretty sure I can. But nonetheless, I don't know that because I'm not faced with it. That said, those nurses and doctors and all of them that were threatened their job, they have just as much pull as those truckers. All of them could have said, uh, okay, um, you want to mandate us have it? No. And in fact, every single person that now dies or is uh, uh, unable to get treatment is now your fault because we're out. 
if you're going to do this mandate. They could have set down the uh, the law, if you will, and we wouldn't be this far along. We would have we would have been through this much sooner. It just so happens that truckers all have a very similar attitude because of the the lifestyle they live. Uh, they're willing to stick it to the man, I guess, isn't it? as a reference to the Neil, uh, whatever, um, yeah, whatever his name, Neil Young, as a reference to him and his sticking it to the man and then getting booted. <laughs> he deserved that one. I- I'm sorry. He I, did. He, yeah. he, he deserved that one. He should have just kept his mouth shut. Like any good celebrity should have just kept his mouth shut. He he's he's no different than the man. Over the years, uh, my my impression of of what I've gotten from from what little bits I know about him, he he was very much a hippie and against the the man corporations, you know that kind of thing. Going on a, a platform and saying we we should silence someone is literally you being the man. So yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, to this, while calling to this them nurse, fascist, that's that's what's funny about it. Yeah. Uh. So, but to to bring it back to uh, Canada and that whole situation, um. I, I think that nurse is behind those truckers, but way behind those truckers. Um, they're, the nurse is being a follower in this situation. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to demean them and put them down. I'm, uh, what I am saying is you could have made a stance. You could have done the same thing the truckers are doing right now when it came on your doorstep, but you didn't do it. But at least now you're standing with others um, as they're pushing back. So at least there's that you may end up paying the consequences of doing the the uh, three jabs now. If the data plays true, um, we're, we're talking soft tissue cancer, all those kind of things. Um, that family you tried to protect may be out uh, uh, an income source. You know, I, I find that really funny is is that right there, is that situation that he described, that the nurse described. He says, well, we're doing it because we don't have any other choice. We have to feed our families. Well, sir, and I, I mean no disrespect here, but if you're dead, you can't feed your family. That's just common sense. If if it comes down to either I keep my job or I put an a, an unknown substance into my body that has gone through no prior testing or or you know clearance or any of that, I'm gonna say I'm I'm out. I'm walking. I'm gonna go flip burgers. I'm gonna go find something else that has some income so that I can you know uh, support my family. If that means I have to. Uh, it, it, it's a little painful for a while that, you know, we're, we, we, we have to downsize or we have to done it before life goes on. You figure out a way to continue. This is America. You're not bound into one thing. We don't have a class system, but you're not bound into, you know, that's in Canada. Fair. That's actually a fair point. Okay. Canada. Sorry. You're screwed. Yeah, I guess you had no other choice. <laughs> not really. I mean, you know, they, they have a different system they, than us, but it's not too far it, off. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not too far, far off. Our neighbors to the north up there. I mean, good. You know, I, I hate to I hate to pull a Dan Andrews here, but uh, good on him. Yeah, good good on him. Uh, except it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except yeah. it's illegal. <laughs> Showing up there. Did you hear all those horns outside of uh, outside of the parliament building? Yeah, that, that, was, that was quite a bit. That would be um, I. I. I'm I'm glad they're doing it, and I would be right there with them. Uh, except I would encourage them to go to the, the the Trudeau residence and continue this there because he's out with COVID. Yeah, well, no, he's not out with COVID. No, he's he's not out with COVID. He just happened to tweet this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern time last night. I learned that I have been exposed to COVID-19. My rapid test result was negative. 
Did, did you hear that? His his rapid te- his result was negative. He doesn't have it. I'm following the Ottawa health rules and isolating for five days. I feel fine and will be working from home. Stay safe, everyone, and please get vaccinated. It just so happens that he goes into the bunker as the largest convoy in recorded history shows up at his front door. And, and we're when talking I say, like like fifty thousand trucks. It's more. Than, I, like, I I guarantee it's, it's more. Than huge. That. Guarantee it's more than that. Did you see the ones that were getting off the uh, off the the ferries there coming out of Nova mm-hmm. Scotia, mm-hmm. Or, or excuse me, coming out of Newfoundland, landing in Nova Scotia? They're on their way to Ottawa too. Yep. There is a convoy that started in British Columbia. That's all the way. For those that don't know, that's all the way. That's the territory all the way over. Excuse me. That's the prov- province all the way over on the west coast where Vancouver is, and they're going east all the way across. They're going through Alberta. They're going through Saskatchewan. They're going through Manitoba and they're going through Ontario. And then you've got truckers that are coming out of Newfoundland, coming across to Nova Scotia. Uh, <laughs> there's another one in there. Uh, oh, something else. Uh, New, New Labrador. I, I'm sorry for, to the Canadian listeners. I, I'm, I'm genuinely trying. My, my geography is a little rusty when it comes to those uh, provinces up there, which is terrible because I've got um, somebody I know really well that comes from Newfoundland. He'd probably smack me. There is... Um, uh, there's there's that. And then, of course, they're going through Quebec and they're going straight down to uh, uh, to Ottawa through uh, uh, through Ontario. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 really convenient that he just happens to go into the bunker. You have that convoy that showed up when I said that's the largest convoy of trucks in recorded history. That's not a joke. That's not that's not being hyperbolic or anything like that. We actually went and we pulled it. According to the Guinness World Records, right? The Guinness Book of World Records, the longest truck convoy ever recorded was seven and a half kilometers long. That was in Egypt in 2020. The Freedom Convoy that's heading from British Columbia to Ottawa is just a little bit longer than that. Uh, and again, this was even picked up by the Toronto Sun. It's about 70 kilometers long, if not longer by now. I've heard reports of it being up to 100 kilometers long. That's one hell of a convoy. One of the groups of people that are uh, that are helping with this have started to go fund me for the truckers for anything they need, you know, lost salaries or or, or whatever, uh, any kind of needs that they need for uh, home, travel expenses, whatever. They've raised about six and a half million dollars uh, within a few days here. And wouldn't you know it, uh, just out of sheer coincidence, GoFundMe has pulled the account. They're not allowed to raise anymore uh, because of that. I'm curious the reason as to why GoFundMe uh, pulled that. What, what their legal reasoning is. Now, I know it's technically a private corporation and technically they have the right to do that, technically. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know how well that would hold up in a court of law either because you're in a contractual agreement with people. So I don't I don't really know if, if you're saying these are the rules and then they don't violate the rules and you cancel their service anyway. I don't know how well that holds up in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Elon Musk has even weighed in on this uh, uh, this deal of the Canadians. You know, and I support them 110%. Good on them. We had a convoy of uh, can- of U.S. truckers that were headed north uh, to shut the borders down on our side uh, as well, just to make a statement on the matter. So, you know, we're, we're with you. We're with you all the way. Elon Musk tweeted, Canadian truckers rule and Biden is a damp sock puppet in human form. <laughs> true on both accounts, I think. Yeah, true. True on true on both. Yeah. And I would I would also throw in there that uh, Trudeau's a pansy. He is uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the young man there was uh, was correct about uh, him being a drama teacher. He is a drama teacher. He was a ballet dancer. That's what he was before he became a prime minister of uh, uh, of Canada. There, go back to it. Go go back to it. And he said, flee to some country that you've bought off. No, he doesn't have anywhere to go. 
Where's he going to go? Was he going to go to Davos? Is he going to hang out at Klaus Schwab's house? No, no, he's not. Just like Bruce said, the people that are doing this, they don't care. They don't care. He's running and hiding just like any of them would do. They're cowards. They don't have the the. Can I say it? They don't have the balls to face anybody. They don't. Oh, they can take phone calls to the liberal people that support them. They can take phone calls and say, oh, no, 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 no. We've got a 90% vaccination rate through the uh, the Canadian Alliance of whatever in the hell. Put in whatever you want to insert there. He'll take those phone calls all day long. But anytime there is a challenge to him or any other world leader, for that matter, they're nowhere to be found. Where's Emmanuel Macron? Where is he? Where's he been? He came out one day, made a speech about wanting to piss off the unvaxxed, said they were non-citizens, and he ran away again. These are chicken neck little cowards, is all they are. They don't have spines. They don't have backbones. They're bought off. Do you remember Klaus Schwab, the clip we played of Klaus Schwab when he said, uh, well, it's what is important is that we have the prime ministers and the presidents, but what's more important is that we've penetrated the cabinet and we get the people of the cabinet that are with us. That's what's important. Excuse me, but if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, that right there, when you're openly colluding with a foreign power, no matter what that is, I do believe that dear old Klaus just openly admitted that he should be arrested for violating international law, trying to undermine other nations' sovereignty. I do believe he just said that in that statement, or am I mistaken? And of course, I also think that every single person that he mentions upon his arrest and upon the uh, the documents of the World Economic Forum should be charged with treason against their nations. Just an observation. Uh, I would I would concur. They're trying to undermine uh, world economies, uh, governments. Uh, they're trying to basically usurp control over everything globally, all in the guise of for the greater good. Yeah, as we've said before, we've seen uh, tyrants in the past do the same thing for the greater good. History's rhyming again. Maybe maybe it's time that uh, you know we stop this rhyme. Something I'm I'm concerned about as well, though. Mm-hmm. Even when we get through this, even when we push through and we win, we still have to be careful because there's a vacuum. There's going to be a lot of pain because of the economy, um, and there's going to be a lot of pain as we get back to normal and and fix things. And it'll be really tempting to try and select someone that is very well spoken that talks about how they will uh, put things back together and fix the economy. And we have to be really careful of that. Yes, We've had people correct. in the past do that. You're correct. You are correct. Uh, so we want to steer clear of anybody that says build back better. <laughs> we want to steer clear of that, that too. Yes. Um, yes. But yes, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, we do need to worry about the vacuum. And that's something that Ned mentioned last week. Uh, and by the way, just on that point, Ned and Marty will be with us tomorrow. We will be doing one of our exclusive roundtables. Uh, that'll be on our exclusive for our Telegram subscribers over the weekend. And of course, those of you who are not subscribed to us there, you'll get it on. On Monday. Uh, but anyway, yes, uh, that is something that, that needs to be taken into consideration, of course. I concur with you there on, on that point. Uh, and I've said that once this is over, once we throw these people off and we start grabbing them up and, and bringing them to a, a court of law to answer for this, because make no mistake, rolling back on COVID restrictions, that's not enough. That's not enough. You've destroyed people's lives. You've destroyed the social harmony, if you want to call it that, of our societies. You've divided people. You've created rifts that are going to take generations to now solve. You've destroyed people's wealth. You've destroyed their their businesses that have been in their families for generations. You've killed our own people. You're going to pay for that. 
So dialing back on COVID restrictions, you, you think that's going to make right on this? No, no, it's more than that. It's so much more than that. So I would advise on just on that point, anybody that's listening that is involved in the bureaucracy, you better start walking away and you better start walking away from this sinking ship really soon. So once we deal with that problem, then we need to deal with the people that have duped them. We're going to have to deal with China as much as I hate to say that. We're going to have to deal with them because none of these sellout traitorous pieces of garbage are going to be able to do it. So that problem is going to have to be dealt with. I don't know about the Russians. That remains to be seen at the moment. If they want to make a deal, they want to keep to themselves and they want to sell their energy to the world. Fine. We have an understanding. If they don't, well, then we need to bring something to the table on that one, too. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But once we deal with that problem, we have a society to rebuild. We have to start somewhere. We have to start picking up the pieces of this world that they have shattered. And that's when the real work begins. I estimate just in my novice understanding of, of basic history and, and learning about civilizations from uh, from the likes of like Carol Quigley and such. I mean, I've read his books on civilization, uh, evolution of civilizations. Uh, it's a very rare book, by the way, if you can get your hands on one. Uh, it's a great book. Tragedy and Hope uh, is another great book by his. Uh, Anglo-American Establishment, the, these types of things. Uh, great works by him. Anyway, these particular assessments that he made on the development of, of civilization going back to the beginning of recorded history, we're going to need some time. We're going to need some time to reestablish. And at least in my estimation, and I'm being very, very conservative here, in my estimation, I believe we need at least 20 years to establish a base to start, just to start, which is, I mean, we're, we're, we're so far behind, it's unbelievable uh, with these people. You have no idea how much these people have held us back. I'll give you an idea. CDs. Do you remember those things? CDs? Yeah. CD-ROMs? I'll give you an idea. Those were patented for data storage back in the 50s. We didn't see them until the mid-90s. Think about that. We have a lot of work to do on the other side. Yeah. The other thing I would I would um, say with the current uh, bureaucracies, you know, if they don't want to get caught up in all of this, maybe it's time you start whistleblowing. Maybe it's time you start revealing or storing documents that... Yeah. Um, they need to start defecting. Uh, show. Yeah. I think that would be I think that would be for the best. We're talking here in the US alone, 800,000 people that were killed by this, uh, you know, virus that just happened to come out of a wet market, as they said in the beginning. Yeah. And we've got something else on that. China's cooked up something else. We'll get to that in a minute. Continue on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So 800,000 and our government decided it uh, for, you know, this case, any other case, any other disease, we know you catch it early. And you treat it early and you have a better chance of surviving, right? COVID is the only disease in recent time that they're like, well, no, we, 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 just just go home. If you get COVID, just go home. There, there, there's no treatment that you need. It's either vaccine or ventilator. That, that, that's, yeah, that's your choices or, well, vaccine or death, really. And we had at least 500,000 excess deaths that should not have happened if they would have received proper treatment. And that's estimates by... Doctors in this, in the middle of this, and you know, doing the research. McCullough and uh, Malone, I believe, are two that are that are saying that uh, predominantly. But we've had others come out and say the same or very similar. Honestly, at this point, though, I, I'm 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 of the opinion that bureaucracies are they're just as much at fault. They're just as guilty in this. Even if yep. they were to start coming out now, I guess maybe a plea deal or something at that point. Yeah, you're gonna have but to offer. You guys something. are, yeah, uh, you got to offer them something. But I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you don't start talking. Uh, you're going to get smacked down with the same stuff they are, the elite. Yep. 
you're just as guilty. Bob Zimmerman, who is a member of parliament in Canada for uh, uh, for the Conservative Party, has just released the following statement regarding the trucker convoy. My wife, Val, and I honked and waved on Sunday to show our support for our local truckers as they took to the road to protest the newly imposed truckers mandate by Justin Trudeau. Imposed at a time when we are already seeing supply chain shortages and skyrocketing inflation, the prime minister is implementing a mandate that will leave tens of thousands of truckers unable to work and puts our food security at risk, which is true. Conservatives have always supported Canadians' right to determine their own health choices. For those who are unvaccinated, we continue to believe in reasonable measures such as rapid tests to protect everyone, especially the most vulnerable, blah, 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 usual talking point. Okay, you're right. You just lost me right there, pal. Throughout the pandemic, truckers have provided Canadians from coast to coast, from coast to coast to coast. Yeah, because I guess they've got three Mm -hmm. (laughs) coast to coast to coast with food and essential supplies they need. The liberals should be working with truckers, not against them. Justin Trudeau needs to take responsibility for once again trying to divide Canadians. I will support our northern British Columbia truckers as well as those from across Canada. I have and always will support every Canadian's right to peacefully and lawfully protest. I mean, good political speak. Uh, that was that was good political show, if if anything. Uh, that's kind of the baseline bare minimum that we expect out of politicians. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, you know, as I said, I think if they can get the the economies, you know, the businesses, the the providers, if they can get them to jump on board with this, they don't really need truckers. Yeah, the UK um, says that they're gonna like the some of the UK businesses, some of the shops and things. They said, oh, we're going to ignore the government uh, the government rules on dropping all of the restrictions. We're going to make sure that we keep customer safety as our highest priority. So we're going to keep the mask mandate uh, in our stores if you want to shop it, shop with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a bit of a dark viewpoint on this. So let's say this is this is a little bit little bit of tinfoil hat. You know, I don't have anything to prove this, but uh, come along for the ride anyway. You have all of these um, uh, businesses that are unsafe because you know you can spread disease. So it's not safe for the workers. It's not safe for the uh, uh, the people that go in and and partake of the the business. Uh, and then you have the truckers and uh ports you have all the logistics part of things well they have ideals that we don't support so we're we're going to have to change things a bit both to keep things running to keep things going to keep thing people safe and um to better the environment so that hits all three of the esgs by the way so what we're going to do is we're going to automate everything um you're going to have kiosks at your restaurants and at your stores uh, or you'll just, it'll be like an Amazon store, you know, where you just go in and, uh, you access your Amazon account, you know, you log in there, pick up all the stuff you want to get and you leave and it, it charges you as you walk out the door. And also, uh, the truckers will all be replaced with, uh, self-driving trucks, automated trucks, automated package deliveries. I mean, it, it, if the people feel the pain for a time because of all of this, they're going to be clamoring for a change or to to fix this, right? If if they continue this this process, if they hold true to their stance and fire all these truckers for not taking the jab, that's how you bring in automation. That's how you bring in a workforce that will do as you say, and you'll be easily able to enact a social credit system because you have no nobody yes, in, the, in but, the business to stop. Yes, but they don't have the infrastructure to do that. 
as quickly as they need it. I'm not saying they won't have it. I'm saying they don't have the infrastructure in place now because they need it and they need it yesterday. If they want these people mm. replaced and, and moving them out of the way, then what you think no. that they... You let, you let the pain, you let the people feel the pain. You let them uh, you, roll in their squalor, if you will. You let them... Um, but it won't matter. It won't matter. By the time you do that, they'll have already turned on on the establishment. I mean, they're hanging on Beth Red as it is anyway. They don't have the support, though, is my point. They, they don't have the support from the people that they need. They don't have the majority. They say they're the majority, but they don't have it. I, I agree with you, but it, it none of that matters. Literally, okay, in our Western world, the only reason we don't have a dictator is because nobody has the balls to do it. We were talking about that last night, yeah. There's a reason There's a reason that the Western powers that be, whether that's a, a Klaus Schwab type, or, or Bill Gates or uh, Boris Johnson or somebody, you know, Joe Biden, whatever. Western politicians and, and Western power players, I'll just put it that way. They don't have within themselves, they don't have what it takes to be that kind of a dictator. That's why you don't see uh, any kind of uh, any kind of dictator, uh, dictatorial power rise up in Western countries. You just don't see it because they don't have what it takes within themselves they don't have what it takes. You can say, okay, well, uh, Hitler and Mussolini. Okay, fine. But Germany, that, all right, that, that's a different thing. Germany's always classically been neither East nor West. It's always been an anomaly in the world. So you can, you can chalk that up for what it is. Again, it goes back to the tribal mentality that I was talking about last week. But And you're this, also talking about Hitler, a, a drug-addled yeah, uh, lunatic. Lunatic, yes. Yeah, with his quack doctor or whatever it was he had that was giving him like cocaine shots and cocaine eye drops every day. But yeah, there was, there was that. And then uh, you can say, okay, well, what about Franco in Spain? You know, fascist Spain. What, what about that? Well, Spain's never really, uh, yes, they're part of Western civilization, but they've never really traditionally been that way. They've always followed a culture that's been more akin to like the Middle East and their style of living, not so much the West. If, that's why if you go to Spain, if you go to parts of Central and South America, it looks like something that you would come across lifestyle-wise. It looks like something you would come across in the Middle East, not what you would see in classical Western civilization. You wouldn't see that type. And I'm talking like architecture, cultural stuff, that, that type of thing. That's why it's different. So you can't argue that one either. Same thing with the Italians. You can't really argue that one either. That's just it. Whether it's Canada, the United States, France, UK, Netherlands, whatever. These people that run these countries and these these finance heads, they don't have what it takes in order to be that kind of authoritative dictator because they're cowards. That's why. If you look at Stalin, Stalin was not a coward. He was a psychopath, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a coward. Hitler was a psychopath, but he wasn't a coward. Mao, he was a psychopath. He, he murdered millions of people, but he wasn't a coward. None of those dictators that we know throughout history, none of the big name dictators that we see in the history books, none of them were cowards. These people that we're dealing with, they are. Look at Trudeau. He's running and hiding like a schoolboy. That's what he does. Someone shows up at his front door after he just got done toilet paper in their house or, or egg in their house or whatever it is, you know, whatever stupid prank that kids play. They show up at his front door, call him out, say, hey, get your ass out here. We got words to be had, son. Come on out. And he runs and hides under his bed. They're cowards, all of them, Schwab included. Gates. Gates is kowtowing to the Chinese. Schwab is kowtowing to, to Xi Jinping, his excellency. You remember that? So yeah, they don't have what it takes. You're, you're absolutely right. They don't have what it takes. And you know what? I'm glad they don't have what it takes because that's not what we need. That's not what we need. We don't need that. 
We don't need that kind of behavior. We're better than that. We're above that. We're supposed to be an example. Western civilization, America especially, we're supposed to be an example to the rest of the world of what not to be. We're supposed to be past that. The whole concept of America was we threw off a tyrant. We threw off the king. We said, drop dead. We don't want any more. We don't want your... It was a 2% tax. Can you believe that? Can you imagine how far we are now? It's a 2% two, two tax. Even so, if you look back as a, at, at the example of the American Revolution, we were 3%. 3%. You hear about the 3 percenters? We were 3% of the population. 97% of the colonists wanted to stay with the crown. 3% stood up and said, uh-uh, we're not taking any more of this. And you know what we did? We were dragging the other 97 along with us. And you know what? They had a better life because of it. But in this case, in this case, looking at that, oh, we've got a whole hell of a lot more than 3% in each one of these countries. They don't have just one America to deal with now as far as a populist, excuse me, a minority populist revolution, a peaceful revolution of, for, and by the people. They've got more than one America to deal with now. And that's what they don't want. They don't want that. They don't want a nonviolent revolution against them. They want this to get violent and out of control. Time will tell the details on this, I guess. But these protests as right now are pretty easy. And by that, I mean, nobody's really starving right now. We don't have any crazy dictator that's um, gunning us down. I mean, there's there's not really any, uh, okay, you may lose your career, but you have other options to, to like, it, it's not the end of your life if you if you get fired or whatever now right it's not it's still pretty simple we're still free there hasn't been any hardship in the sense of what we're talking about back in the day before the western world before the western society started well modern that western said society. modern western yes that said i don't know as as we're saying i don't think the dictators the elites have it in them to do I, I, I don't think they have the, the cojones to, to do anything that would um, uh, really affect change. Uh, if you really wanted to get the population to change, you could do as, as we were talking and just, um, you, you know, control food, control power, control the Internet, control. Um, well, you don't I even think... really have to control the jobs because the jobs are going to they're going to collapse anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whether I, whether or not the economy collapses, it doesn't matter. There, your job is going to be taken over by a robot or an AI yeah, very soon. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't think that it even to that point. I don't think that it it really uh, it, it really warrants going to that level, if you will, as far as like totalitarian. If they don't want to go that route, if they can avoid it, I, I don't think they're trying to do this as gently as you know whatever is possible. Because if they reach. A point where, as in like the populace, if, if we the people, if we reach a point to where there is no more talking, if you will, if they reach that point, they will lose. As in, like, I'm not talking about the people, the, the people in, in these governments, they will lose. And again, yeah. there's nowhere there's nowhere for them to run. What, do you think they're going to turn the military on people? No. Yeah. Our military is being decimated right now. You heard the clips we were playing yesterday. It's not even like it, that's not even an option. It doesn't it doesn't take it doesn't take but one person to run a drone. The the minute you have one uh, violent protest and they get the cojones to use the military against us, you've seen the devastation that one helicopter can do against a crowd like that. We do not have the arms to take down one of those helicopters uh, if they were to ever pull one. I agree you could 
probably storm the building and get them uh, if, if it came down to that. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm not saying that's what's being called for. I'm saying if it came down to this with the kind of people they're putting they're they're bringing into the military now, they're going woke. So who are they inviting yeah, into the military? It doesn't, woke. Yeah, so they'll I, they'll do they'll, they'll go to those extremes as long as they're alive. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm, my, I'm my talking point about is that the ones that are going in are jabbed. They're not going to make it. Yeah, that's my point. Well, if they last five years, that's, if that's they, long enough. To I, do I guess it's long enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that part's long enough. So um, the, the thing is, is if if it comes down to violence and it comes down to that, I don't think we win. I, I do not think we win at all. If it comes down to um, not if we start violence, not if we start it. But even even if even if we retaliate, I, I I legitimately don't think we win on this one. I know I've made the argument that. Well, you look at the Taliban. I mean, look at Al Qaeda, ISIS. Look at all of them. You you had a bunch of third world country people that are still wiping their ass with their hand put up against the well greatest superpower uh, in, of this time right now, and we left with our tail between our legs. That's because we have a wet sock puppet in uh, in the Oval Office. By the True. way, uh, the administration has just announced that they are preparing executive action to regulate digital assets such as Bitcoin as a matter of national security. There it is. Been I was waiting, waiting for them to do the national yeah. security. Been waiting on that. And we kind of figured that's the way it was going to go after what happened with, uh, with El Salvador and the IMF a couple of days ago. El Salvador yeah. was advised by the IMF, you should probably abandon Bitcoin as legal tender in your country. And the El Salvadorian president said, thank you for your suggestion. Have a nice day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's, you know, honestly, Bruce, I, I really don't think it, it would even go to a point of violence because now we're going to have to deal with this. Uh, China has a has discovered a new strain of coronavirus. Uh, it's, it's a completely new strain that we've not seen before. Researchers in China from the Wuhan University. I, is there something about that place? I, I, so, didn't, we, didn't we run across something yeah. like that about a year or two yeah. ago? Something like that. Wuhan yeah. something. Wuhan. I, I'm not sure. Name rings a bell. It rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, they have warned of a coronavirus. Uh, excuse me. They have warned of a new strain of coronavirus that they discovered that could pose a potential biosafety threat and that could evade antibodies and be passed from animal to human. Mm. Well, well, how how thoughtful that they're now telling everybody of that. I mean, that I mean, the discovery that they've made, how, how thoughtful that's you know, we, we really appreciate that. Scientists claim from the Wuhan University that they unexpectedly found yeah, they, they just happened to just come across it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, just, it's a sure. new discovery. It's a new discovery, you see. Yeah. I mean, and they mm -hmm. had to tell the world about it. Um, yeah, they just sure. unexpectedly found the neo-COVID strain that's been uncovered in South Africa that can infect bats and humans and could not be cross-neutralized by antibodies targeting SARS-CoV-2 or MERS. Well, it just so happens that everything you've done you see, it's another coronavirus, so we already know, we're already familiar with that term, right? We're already familiar. Everybody's been pre-programmed. You know, the ground's been cultivated. And so now they're going to roll this one out, and they're going to push this one now. You thought you were getting rid of restrictions? No, you're not. Remember, successive approximation. Yes, all the European countries are dialing back, but they're not. What did I say? They'll let go of something, but not fully. They'll keep part of it in somewhere. 
so they can keep their foot in the door. Denmark says that they're removing all restrictions and life will return. This is an actual quote. Life will return to what it was before the pandemic. Just except in hospitals and care homes and uh, in other high risk areas. We're going to have to keep those mask mandates uh, in those places, especially. So they're going to keep that. But you see, everywhere else is going to be normal. That's fine. That's fine. Austria, all of a sudden, said, yeah, we're, we're dropping everything. Wait a minute. The mandatory vaccine and, and putting people in prison and fining people. What happened to that? What happened? To that? that was supposed to go in place on Tuesday. They're dropping everything, with the exception of what I mentioned, on Monday. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all, unless they're going to throw a curveball. The Sun Papers, we saw this, the headline from the Sun Papers yesterday. They said, oh, there's 300,000 people that have uh, a stealth disease that could kill them within the next five years. Bruce, what did you discuss yesterday about somebody that's been vaccinated with, a with an mRNA coronavirus vaccine that comes in contact with another coronavirus, not even necessarily the same strain, but of the same family? Um, you die. You die. Yeah. To put it bluntly, uh, that's what the research out of Galveston, Texas back in 2015, I believe it was, 2013, uh -huh. somewhere in there. 2013. Uh, that's, uh, that's when they were talking. That's they, they did those tests. And that's what happened is all the test subjects died when exposed. Uh, myocarditis, blood clots, you know, the, the, the typical Stroke. run of the mill stuff. Yeah. Thrombosis. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, uh, there, there's that. So we've got that coming. I mean, that's that's a lot of fun. Um, the Chinese Communist Party are um, I, I saw out of the Epic Times. You, do you ever take a look at the Epic Times? Uh, there are a bunch of CCP defectors and people from Hong Kong and things like that that came to the West and, and started paper. They're very anti-communist. Uh, the Epic Times. They do a lot of good, a uh, lot of good pieces over there. They were saying yesterday that it's entirely possible that we could be pulling all of our diplomats from our embassy in Beijing because the embassy people in Beijing are worried about biosafety. Funny. That's that's strange. They're they're worried about biosafety. And then we see this now that there's a there's a new strain of coronavirus that um, could pose a potential biosafety threat. Yeah, um, I'm actually surprised we haven't pulled our people from other facilities as well, embassies, because we've been having cases of Havana syndrome pop up, which is supposed to be genetic, by the way. That's crickets is what it is. Yeah, yeah, they did say it was exotic crickets or it's whatever. It's exotic crickets that we just happen to have mm -hmm. in all these countries and all of these American mm -hmm. embassies only. Yeah, yeah. So... I, there, there's something afoot and it's not just the Chinese and their, um, well, American gifted technologies. Bruce, you're not very accommodating. You're not very accommodating at all to our, our dear friends in China. You're not very accommodating. Not like the NBA. The NBA is accommodating to our dear friends in China, aren't they? They're I woke. mean, usually they take it, they take it right up the rear uh, from China and they do, yeah. ask for more. The NBA interrupts a pregame. You know how they do like the pregame stuff? You know, you got the players out there warming up and, you know, pregame show and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, they've interrupted that uh, at one of the games on Tuesday night between the Washington Wizards and the L.A. Clippers to play a statement by the Chinese ambassador to the U.S. Uh, at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. Really? Seriously? Uh, number one, I wouldn't do this anyway. But if I was attending one of those games, I would have got up and walked out. At that point, now I wouldn't have attended in the first place just because um, basketball, as it were, 20 years ago is a lot different than basketball of today. It's not enjoyable anymore. No, it's really not. I mean, I used to watch the the stuff that they did, you know, Michael Jordan and, and the Bulls back, the Chicago Bulls back in the yeah. day. That was that was something what they did. 
that was mm-hmm. that was really something. I mean, that, that was that was really amazing to watch. But as you yeah. said, now it's not it's not enjoyable at all. And then you got to look at this LeBron James guy. Really? I mean, it's too much me drama. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not making fun of the guy. I, I'm not doing that at all. I, I'm, I'm happy for his success. I really am. I truly am. I'm happy for his success because that's what America is all about. If you want to be the best of the best and you want to be a world class and uh, amazing basketball player, you can do that. And, and that's what he's done. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars doing it. Good for him. Good for him. He's a good player. I'm not knocking that at all. I'm not knocking his skill because do you know how good you have to be to be the worst player in the league of basketball or, or football, American football or baseball or whatever? You've got to be phenomenal. And for him to be on the top, the guy's amazing as far as a skill. As a player, as any sports player or whatever, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't necessarily have to be him. I respect them. But when you start shoving your politics on people because of the position that you're in, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, the, the, the politics, the, God, the, the, how physical the game gets now. And I, I don't mean uh, physical in the sense of the, the amount of skill like t- they show. Tussles I, on I'm, the court or, or, or what? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking fouls. I'm talking the, the arguing. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking I, th- that is, it, come on, sportsmanship. Where, where is that? I mean, th- there used to be that. Yes, you still had the fouls and stuff back 20 years ago, but it's nothing like what it was today or what it is today. It, it just, it doesn't interest me anymore. It, 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 it really doesn't. If I want to see the, the tussles on the court, as you said, I'm going to watch football. I'm going to watch hockey. At least in hockey, they, they allow them to duke it out, you know? Oh, they throw down in hockey. Yeah, that's like that is a that is a sport where they'll they'll just let them go. Or hell, just go watch UFC, right? Just go watch a cage fight. There's that too, cage fight or boxing. Yeah, that's that's another option. Um, oh, I remember watching boxing when um, uh, uh, was it Tyson had his ear bit Ty- off, or was no, the other no, no. Way around? Ty- Tyson did the uh, did the biting. It was Holyfield. Did the biting, the, and then yeah, yeah. it was whole, yeah, yeah. Holyfield. I, I remember I was over to cousins when that happened. So uh huh. Yeah, I, I remember watching. That. A, I don't remember. Yet, I was, uh, was. I was actually. It, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I was actually. I was at. Uh, That's back when I was a Boy Scout. Uh, when I was a kid, I was working at Scout Camp uh, that year, and somebody had recorded it because back then it was it was pay per view, and only the people that had the boxes that paid the cable company for the service uh-huh. you had to pay like per event. That hence pay per view. Yeah, and whoever paid the 69.95 or whatever it was to watch the fight they would record it on a VCR tape and then of course they, we didn't have any TV uh, <laughs> all the way out there at, at scout camp you know hell we were lucky to have electricity and they uh, they brought the uh, up in the main office they brought the tape out because everybody heard about what happened because some of the guys that had their night off they were out watching the fight and then they came back and they're like oh my god he bit his ear off <laughs> so they're, they're like okay so what what you know tell us all about it and they're like oh no Doug's bringing the tape he'll bring it, it we'll be watching it later tonight and everybody was uh, everybody ran down to a uh, to a cabin that we had that had a single electrical plug in it and somebody brought a 13 inch TV and somebody brought a VCR and there were like 50 guys. We were all huddled around this little 13 inch TV <laughs> watching this. It was, I, I, I remember that just just so, so vividly because it, it was in, it was insane to, to hear about that. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just yeah, you remember exactly where you were when something like that. happened. Yeah. I and I, I remember I was at a cousin's when that happened. So, yeah. Uh, similar. We were we were there as a it was watching the game together. Uh, they they had bought it and you know so we were paid for it so we we were there all watching it but yeah that was a while back but all that to say if I want the violence in a sport I will go to one of those 
instead of basketball. I'm when I'm watching basketball, I'm looking for the finesse and the skill that they they have to do that sport. Um, same thing with baseball. I I watch it for the finesse and skill. Golf, same thing. I, I don't want to see them beating each other with golf clubs. Though that might be entertaining if some of the people were to beat each other with it, but. I, I that, that that would prefer not seeing that. Golf's pretty nonviolent, I have to say. You know, it's 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 fairly it's fairly yeah. calm. Yeah. Same thing with tennis. Tennis is fairly nonviolent. But there is a lot of screaming in, in tennis whenever they hit the ball. There's a lot a lot of screaming involved. The capital back to this uh back to this thing. National Basketball Association uh subjected an audience on Tuesday night uh between the Washington Wizards and the LA Clippers uh to a speech by the Chinese ambassador to America, Quinn Gong. The Capital One Arena broadcast a pre-recorded speech by Quinn to the audience on Tuesday on the occasion of the Lunar New Year. I think that's today, uh, which the NBA referred to as the Chinese New Year, despite a celebration observed throughout Asia uh, that also featured Chinese dance tropes. Yeah, they had Chinese dancers out there on the floor, you know, all of it. A performance of the Star Spangled Banner on a Chinese traditional instrument and other activities, including Honoring Chinese culture. Oh, they are laughing at us. Oh, you damn right they're you laughing know, at us. They're to- they're having champagne toast with strawberries in Beijing. I don't mind the cultural exchange like that to to experience those things. I don't either. Uh, but but not in the middle of a yeah basketball game. Do some other event that is specifically for that, so I know what I'm paying for. If I paid to go see a, a basketball game, that's what I expect to see is a basketball game. But maybe that's just me. Well, you see, comrade, we're, we're misunderstanding this. We're, we're misunderstanding this. You see, the official Chinese government appearance at what was billed as a an apolitical sporting event. See, it wasn't it wasn't political. Not, none of that was political. That's not what it was about. It was an apolitical sporting event. So, see, you see, they, they've cleared it up. There's been no politics involved in that whatsoever. No, not none at all. Hmm. It looked wholly political uh, to my yeah, eyes, but uh, certainly yeah. do. Uh, the NBA's partnership with uh, Chinese mega streamer Tencent, I think you've actually mentioned them here before, ensures yeah. that the Chinese fans watch government censored versions of competition in the United States. The league's eagerness to cooperate with the government friendly Chinese partners has elevated the profiles of individuals such as Alibaba founder and billionaire uh, Joseph Tsai, which is Jack Ma, uh, owner of the. Is he on the Brooklyn Nets? Really? I didn't know that. At least I, I think it's Jack Ma. I think that's him. Uh, it's a you said Brooklyn Mets. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Joseph Tsai. Yeah. Uh, that's that's no. the only owner they're saying is okay. Joseph um, Tsai. I thought. Okay. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't isn't Alibaba's founder? Isn't that Jack Ma? Or is he is he the owner? I, I thought he was the founder. Uh, Joseph Tsai is the executive vice chairman of oh, Alibaba. Got it. Okay. All right. Got it. Okay, so this is a, this is a little little misleading then. Okay, I understand. All right, um, and if you couldn't top that, if you couldn't top, if you think that's over the top, wait till you hear this one. I'm actually going to throw this one on you. Okay, so the UN conference on disarmament this month, right? This is an annual conference that they have. You know, it's talking about world peace and disarming this and disarming that. It's a month long rotating presidency uh, that'll happen later this year. And of course, at this year's conference, Bruce, I'll give you, you got one out of 196 yesterday on a guess as to where the uh, the COVID tests will be made. This is a little bit higher up on the uh, on the scale of things, uh, but you still have the same 196 choices. Who do you think will lead the UN conference on disarmament this year? I mean, clearly it has to be China. No, surprisingly. But okay, you're, I'll, my I'll second give you a hint. guess would be Russia. 
I was going to say that you were close. I was going to say you were close before you said Russia. But even that, Russia's not right. Okay, in this case, I'll give you three guesses. Okay, you got the first two, and those are incorrect. You get one last guess. Uh, North Korea. <laughs> North Korea will be leading the UN Conference on Disarmament this year, and I'm not joking. You could not wow. make that up. <laughs> you could. They literally just did a missile test here, a, a ballistic missile test. Yes, yes. Like a week ago. They come out every other day, I think, every 48 hours and threaten to nuke, I think, everybody. And they're going to lead the conference on, on global disarmament. <laughs> um, our, uh, is, that, is, our, is our planet bipolar? Is, is, that, is that like... Actually, yes. We have two poles. Ah, good point. That, that's a good point. So this is this is... It should be no surprise to us. No surprise at all. I I could not believe that when I saw that. I, I literally couldn't believe it. I mean, you talk about topsy turvy. If if this if if this is any indication of what the elites want for a future, I don't want any part of this. I, I literally don't want any part of this. You're you're introducing uh, China's president Xi Jinping as his excellency. If you're a Western uh, person, if you're a Western leader, you're introducing that to lead your conference. Oh no, 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 son. We we need to have a serious talk. And now you're you're looking for uh, credibility of international organizations and you're going to allow the North Koreans to lead the conference on global disarmament. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, that is unbelievable. OK, we are going to jump out of here a few minutes early, but um, I think it's been a uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. So for anybody who would like to send us any feedback, please do so anytime by dropping us a line at dynamic podcast at protonmail.com. We would love to hear from you tomorrow. As I said, we will be on our exclusive. It'll be a roundtable discussion with uh, Marty and Ned. Uh, they'll both be joining us from the UK. So we hope you can all tune in for that tomorrow. For those of you who are not, then, as I said, you will get that podcast on Monday. So no worries there. We're going to go ahead and jump out of here. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend and we will see you on Monday.